Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this After Lodge banter. Welcome to episode 230 of the After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan broadcasting to you from the uh, the ruins of, well, whatever we had going during Grand Lodge this week. Joined as always by worshipless producer Bruce. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> Are we early enough in to this restart? Or yes. Oh, and then, well, no, we're not going to restart. I'll just keep rolling with it because we're live. People hey, are watching. It, it actually sounds like a yeah. Grand Lodge meeting. Yeah, it wouldn't be authentic without the Grand Lodge effects in the background. <laughs> Those are. Past masters, everyone. That was said <laughs> out of love and friendship. Yeah. Uh, also, Sir John. You don't speak for me. Hello. Scotty, from the block. I am here and also from that block. Yes, the block in uh, Westfall. I guess I could have finished the intros while you were handling that. You could have. You are a terrible producer. It was, it was, Jeff, far, it was far funnier this way, though. Jeff, who may or may not be uh, driving down the streets of Azeroth, or wait, I, yeah, I don't know. I lost lost context in the pre-show. Wait, uh, for those that? of you who were wondering um, about the story that I left to read my daughter, you wanted me to give you the update on what happened. So, um, the the unicorn students took the baby dragon back to its parents, and then went to finish the treasure hunt. So my daughter's on spring break and uh, spring break or fall break. Sorry, there you go. Let's say that's a screwed up school. A week off of school, so she checked out her first like you know large volume chapter book from the library to bring home with her. So we've been reading it all week. So I was getting ready to start the show, and she came down and said that we can't read another chapter and i was like why can't your mom read it and then she was like well because you won't know what happens I was like, oh great <laughs> so i had to go finish a chapter so you guys want to know what happens it's what happens duty calls man baby dragon taken back to its parents the unicorn students went to finish the treasure hunt it's basically it keep us updated, um, please i'm, I'm yes, very intrigued. entitled uh, unicorn school Jack, I'm sure you can find it in your kindergartner's library too sorry it's not bronies is it no no it's called unicorn school um i know unicorn school yes and and now i'm like invested in the story because i'm 10 chapters in and it's kind of intense right they have all the the kid what? 
Much like Scotty and his wild characters, apparently. Whoa, oh, whoa, We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. They need um, to put the haterade down. Also, <laughs> anybody wants to join my guild? You should that number, Scott. Like, you knew that was a bad idea before you did. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I played since vanilla. I can't help it. Well, I could have uh, back, back then. Yes, you, you could have helped it. I've, I've, uh, I think I've played... Well, I've played since the beta, and I don't think all of the characters on my entire account's cumulative playtime equals Scotty's least played character's time. Wait, wait, wait. No, my least played character? No, 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 no. This is my main that I gave my number on, but we'll talk about that if you want to talk about that. I don't know. Are we ready to call Scotty out on his um, his played time in WoW? Look, if I can maintain a job and a tiny person. (laughs) Go ahead, Scott. That that is your treasure to behold into the world. Oh, my time played? Hold on, I have to type it out again. This This is a priest, right? Yeah, Disc priest now uh, max level right now, which is one twenty. Right? Yeah, but the new expansion. Now keep in mind, those of you that have played WoW, I rated Molten Core, BWL, and I rated through BC, Wrath of the Lich King, and, and Cataclysm. Yes, skipped. Those are things. I skipped nope. Missa Pandaria. I'm with Jay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> well, you guys might not know, but the listeners might. I skipped Missa Pandaria. Actually, I played PvP a little bit in there, but that was that was hit and miss. I played all through WAD, Warlords of Draenor, skipped Legion, and now I'm back on BFA. So the total amount played on my main character for the last 15 years was 113 days, 57 minutes, and 7 seconds. How do you kill... That which has no life. Which <laughs> hey, I can't man. comprehend that time in my brain going towards an intangible thing. Yeah, just... but divide it over fifteen years. Scotty, I don't think again, I don't have anywhere so even even remotely close I, I don't even think I have ten percent of that. I, I doubt it. Across a plethora of characters for more than fifteen years. And yeah, you've but you're an Eve guy. That might be my total uh, gameplay altogether in the last 15 years <laughs> yeah. for for the geezers in the audience uh, we are talking ab- of course about the the world of warcraft um jeff calling me out is true I, i've never actually looked at the playtime on my eve account um i don't think that's a fair comparison although scotty was talking about being afk um i would say the vast majority of the time oh, yeah. i spent in eve online was not actually looking at eve online uh, I was looking at spreadsheets on the other monitor, but that's an, <laughs> that's an joke. Yahoo! Yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed that game. I, I actually had to peel myself away because it was impacting my law school performance, and so I had to quit cold turkey. Got some guys at work to keep trying to attempt me to come back, but um, much like the recovering heroin addict, I've managed to stay clean. Um, oh, I, I pulled the trigger hard. It feels good, man. I, say, I, say, I know at least three people that dropped out of college back when I was doing my undergrad playing EverQuest. Oh, yeah. So, Ugh. I never played yeah. that. Never played it. 
Oh, uh, the EverQuest yeah. was watching my friend's dad play EverQuest is what got me interested in the idea of MMOs. So when EverQuest was a thing, I was still playing text-based muds because you know, yeah. I'm that I'm that kind of nerd. Uh, that stuff yeah. was where it's at, by the way. That was that was the 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 pinnacle of online gaming, and uh, now it's now it's just gone. Is it gone completely? No, like the there's even... there's that one company. What is it, John? Iron Realms. They're still yeah. Making money there's like at, on muds. mud out there, and yeah. Well, got, wow. Nowadays, there's more for us fil- filthy casuals. I'm able to maintain a life. I've always been a filthy casual. In fact, I never hit level cap in World of Warcraft until after an expansion came out, and then I would hit the previous expansion or the one before that <laughs> level cap. And that was and, with the level boost. Well, I've never used the. I they didn't start doing that till after I'd quit playing. Um, gotcha. I think I left off. What was after? So Cataclysm was the fourth one. That's Miss Pandaria. I think that was it for me. Uh, I've I've hopped back on a few times to try to play with Mike, but then he leaves me behind, and then I, yeah. So I, I've historically renewed for like one month when a new expansion comes out, and it never lasts more than a couple weeks, and then I'm just out again. I don't have the time it takes to commit to uh, even to be a casual Warcraft gamer, I guess. Well, some people watch football. Other people, you know... I just go to go to lodge. <laughs> I, I do spend a lot of time at lodge. In fact, Harlem doesn't enjoy leisurely activities. In fact, Bruce, if you took if you took lodge all of my lodge leisure. time in the past fifteen years, <laughs> it might be it up, I bet that I dwarf Scotty's uh, maybe yeah, no, I guarantee it. Sure. <laughs> so it's, there it's is probably that. sucked out a little more extra that you that is beyond what you've kept track of too. Because well, I haven't you know, kept track of any of it. Yeah, well, you, you know damn well five years as a secretary officer is worth about nine as a sideliner. So, uh, pro- it's definitely more than that. John, um, I gotta ask: Do you have Michael J. Fox holding your camera in front of you or something? It's bouncing no. around like crazy. Yeah, no, sorry, I'm I bumping it with my. Whoa, camera. dude, that's messed up. That, that's the best explanation for oh where my camera is gone. That I've... <laughs> I I won't fault you for it. <laughs> oh, whoa, that all right. Hard. How how did I not think of this? What I was asking where all of my gaming time went, and then you guys brought up Lodge, and now I'm no, that's that's it. Yep. Like all of the free time I used to have for video games is uh, yeah, it's, it's Lodge. Well, see, I was I was master last year too. This is my year to kick back, guys. Did did you, did you also play World of Warcraft Wait. while you were sitting in the East? I did not. <laughs> I did not have time. I did not have time then. I could have done it. Well, my wife, I, would, I almost wish I would have tried playing World of Warcraft while sitting in the, in the East in the actual Oriental chair. Yeah, no, that's what I meant. Was like during meetings. Did you have your oh. laptop up there and you're like, you're out of yeah, order. Yeah. Click, click, click. Yeah, click, yeah, click, yeah, click, 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 click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Really, it just came down to my wife wanted me home more in the evenings to help with the dinner bath bed routine for the three-year-old. I got bored of playing Black Ops and I was like, well... Shame on you. I know. Well... Hmm. Anyway, 
that is that's still quite a quite a feat, Scotty. I, I don't know if that's what you want to be remembered for um, on your on your tombstone, but that's still impressive. No. Although I think I think Brother Squared could probably top that with multiple characters. Um, so do you have like the best in slot everything for your guy? Me? Are the, no. Are you the number one disc priest on your server? <laughs> no. Not yet. <laughs> so, Servers don't matter anymore. They do cross roam now. So Brother Squared no, was uh, he was one of those guys that was like first in realm to do stuff and ran with the top rating guilds and basically spent me. 16 hours a day of his life seven days a week for a very long time uh, in the world of Warcraft. Dick. Then, uh, uh, then he discovered girls and got a job, and I don't think he played again. <laughs> yeah, the last time I played, when I played through um, Warlords of Draenor, uh, it was because I got a second shift job for the local cable company, and my wife was going to school during the day, so I was like, well, I'm not going to be a married man going out at you know midnight on a work night. I'm going to stay home and do something. So why not play WoW? I actually met a really good friend on there. He's a uh, former police officer up in Ohio. He sent me. Uh, he actually ordered all the parts for me uh, to build this computer, and my uncle and I put it together. It was just really good guy. He actually calls me all the time, asks me about where I'm at in that process. So, oh, in the in the constable making process. Yeah, which yeah. it stagnated. It's not my fault, though. Kind of like the the same process for making a Sith Lord. Yeah, well, it takes time. When something you lose some, it takes time to make a good <laughs> Sith Lord. Yeah, and, you yeah. know things are stagnating in our part of the world right now. Uh, speaking of our part of the world, how is Grand Lodge? Well, uh, since nobody but John actually showed up, um. John showed up. Would you, <laughs> would you feel Wait, bad about not being that, there now? The, the last week's been no. a little fuzzy. However, oh, isn't that the stuff that nightmares are made of, John? <laughs> you go on an all-night bender and you wake up at our grand launch. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! We're Eastern Star. How the hell did I get here? No. So, so uh, yeah. Grand Lodge was. <sighs> I don't even know where to start, y'all. Um, first off, I will note that we are recording tonight, whereas I had not expected to. Uh, my annual tradition here to four has been for the week after Grand Lodge to be spent in uh, morbid depression and silent reflection about what the hell am I even doing. I usually type up four or five demit letters and throw them away. Uh, <laughs> it's usually like a rough week for me after wow. Grand Lodge. Um, this year, this year was different. Um, first off is the, they, the thing that our audience, our audience was most concerned with <laughs> is, um, the after lodge outing. Uh, it did happen. However, we were so busy with the agenda that, uh, with the introduction of visitors, which I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. Oh, the committee reports weren't given from the stage because they're all printed in the book and the craft moved to just adopt all the reports and accept all the recommendations that were printed in the books on Moss. So the education fun. committee's report uh, 
I thought it was going to call us out by name and lodge or whatever. It basically just mentioned that our jurisdiction is proud to be home to a couple of Masonic podcasts, um, including one that I won't name and the After Lodge podcast. That was basically the extent of it. Um, and, you know, congratulating our brothers for using technology to better the craft, yada, yada, yada. It was very touching, uh, not the flare-up I was afraid of. However, we are going to carry forward with our big outing plans. Uh, we just have some orders we're waiting on for a uh, local piece of sporting equipment so that everyone has their sport accessory to <laughs> use on the show. Um, about no, we don't make jock straps here, John. Is that's, it, that's your town. No, I was just wondering, if, is it made out of silicone or something more firm? I'm just Made out of wooden. Mm. Wood, wood, wooden. Made out of wooden. Um, wooden. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're down, in fact. Uh, and it has nothing to do with lacrosse. Uh, it makes a great so, back scratcher, too. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty, put your local sporting accessory away. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, fuck sakes. You know, those are good for more than back scratching, but uh, that'll be funnier. Uh, I think we're, we're, we've sent an invite out to, uh, to After Lodge Jason so we could do a quick recap of you know, the 230 episode cover up. Uh, so we'll, we'll get to that in the meantime, we're going to keep up the charade. Um, we were expecting to do that. Not this week. Cause again, I was expecting to be in a funk. Uh, the reason I'm not, I guess. So reason number one was, uh, we were recognizing dignitaries from, uh, other grand jurisdictions as you do at grand lodge. Of course, uh, some of the final dignitaries were the grand line of the Most Worshipful Prince Hall Grand Lodge. Um, their Grand Master made a speech and got a standing ovation, and uh, it, was, it was a pretty cool encounter. Then they invited them to a seat in the East with all the other foreign grand dignitaries. And the Grand Master called for the usual motion to make uh, all of those in attendance honorary members of our Grand Lodge. How'd that go? Craft summarily passed because nobody's paying attention. And all I could do was think, oh, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> they have unwittingly made the entire Grand Line of the Prince Hall Grand Lodge honorary members of our Grand Lodge. It was uh, quite fun to see the look on certain delegates faces when they realize what had happened during the during the recess thereafter oh yeah, that's just think of all the hoopla we went through trying to get yeah, one we, guy we made one our... guy who did a lot more than just show up uh an honorary member and you you'd have thought we like tried to set fire to the lodge wow um, then this just happens with no real fanfare. Um, some people were grumbling about it in the lobby during recess, but that was that was about it. Uh, the legislative items. Uh, one of the things that comes up routinely um, is some other measure to penalize the scarlet letter in our jurisdiction. And if you've listened to the After Lodge podcast for any amount of time, uh, the scarlet letter, of course, is the big F on your criminal record. Uh, I've always had issues with the way that we handle that in a sort of no questions asked manner. I, I don't think it's appropriate. Very atypical. So I got up and made my uh, speech in opposition, and I, I talked about the um, 
you know, the reason that the compass is elevated above the square, yada, 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 abstract thinking. Why are we outsourcing judgments on what's a good man to uh, our state legislature? Because, you know, that's a good source of truth. <laughs> and I think what really hit home was talking about brothers who I didn't name, but you could tell by the guilty looks uh, that some of them had. Brothers who had made their fortune in business or finance through conduct that would be definitely felonious, like 10 to 20 year sentence felonious today. And we applaud them as successful businessmen and other good men who are precluded from joining because 40 years ago they were too close to some marijuana. And back in the 80s and 90s, you know, that was a big deal. Anyway, uh, people were paying attention, which doesn't ever happen when I speak at Grand Lodge. Not only were they paying attention, but the measure then failed. Like, oh, it did. It failed by huge, huge margins, like 300 to 90. Yeah, um, there was a go- uh, check out the local Grand Lodge page, Scotty. That some guy posted all of the results and the numbers yeah. of the ones that surprised me are all surprising numbers too. So there was that one. Um, there was, oh, there was no. the one about uh, there was the one about prohibiting lodges from bringing up stuff that's been voted down before. Yeah, um, I spoke on that one too and it seemed that people were actually looking at me which again never happens at grand launch that one also failed by huge margins so i was i was two for two and i'm normally you know like zero for 12 at grand lodge so uh, i was quite quite happy with those outcomes there were some other things i didn't like so much but you know you can't win them all um i didn't care enough to wait in line to address the craft about them um, so the, the one about, you know, we had some stuff about pushing timelines back. So now you, we've cut a month off of the time to submit legislation. Uh, there were some other things that were like, eh, I don't really like it, but if that's what it takes to get these other things, so be it. So all in all, uh, but- it was a very good year. Uh, hence the title that I'd put on our YouTube live stream tonight about, uh, times they are a changing. Yeah. Oh, and- and then for the second year in a row, uh, the craft has elected a grand junior warden who was not part of the grand Oompa Loompa parade. Um, so that's that's two years in a row now. I, I wasn't expecting that. I'm not particularly excited because the guy that, uh, that, you know, I was back in kind of lost in the first round of voting, but uh, still surprising to note the outcome. I like the guy that won, though. He's yeah, I mean, guy. I don't know him, so I'm sure I'm sure he'll be fine. Uh, any of those guys would have been fine. Like this is this is one of the few years where there wasn't a candidate where I was like, oh, please God, not this guy. He's one. Of, um, he's one I, of the all guys. Three of them are fine. He's one of the guys that does uh, does the quiz, the Constitution quiz, and goes around the state. And they've come to my lodge a few times to do like a group class and they drive all the way across the state to be there. And, um, and just talking, like doing the quiz with them, he was very, um, this is what it says, but what does it mean type guy? Like he, he was into the legalese of it. So I really think you get along with him if you sat down and talked to him about um, that one little amendment that we really want to talk about. Wait. 
what one little what? amendment? Oh, the 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 part about uh, the alcohol portion. Oh, okay. Yeah, I gave up that fight a long time ago, Scotty. I'm I'm sure that you will too. It should, it should it should always be running in the background. In fact, you're the reason that they were proposing to prevent stuff from being brought up again. No, it's funny the, the that's, EAs. That's, because the danger yeah. of having it always be running in the background, Scott. What 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 I recommend is like let it lie for a few years and then bring mm-hmm. it up again as a new well, fresh idea. If you keep droning about it, you will wear out the younger people, and by the time they're the older people, they're going to hate it too. To Scotty's point, Very um, true. this has not actually been brought up at Grand Lodge for as long as I've been going to Grand Lodge. Everybody's yes, afraid to touch it. Been brought up by Scott Yes, every conversation I've ever had with him in the last two yeah. years. How come your lodge doesn't uh, propose <laughs> adding something to the digest to clarify the official Which, text? Uh, like I'm, 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 I'm giving him crap, but he's like, this is something he feels very strongly about, and he's, I he's have, come to a, our lodge and he's to do done that education presentation on it, and it's. I've attempted to do that at my lodge. Passionate about it, and he thinks it would make the craft better. Go for it. So. What happened when you try to get your lodge to sponsor something? It, so it was shot down almost immediately um, because they don't understand the history. And some understand the history, but then they go back and they're like, well, nothing been wrong with it before. We never needed it before. Why we need it now? And I'm like, well, we don't necessarily need it. So basically what happens is, is that when, as soon as I bring it up, the conversation either goes, well, that's not the way we've always done it. Or you just want to drink at Lodge. You want to drink, go somewhere else or go to the Shrine, which then I look at them dead in the eye and I say, do you understand that we're shrinking? Do you understand? And, and the thing is, alcohol doesn't make a man good or bad necessarily. Some men we're shouldn't not have shrinking it. shrinking because we don't It makes them fucking great. No, we're we're sh- we're sh- that's that's not no we're shrinking. He said because, men, not Irishmen. That's uh, right. we're. Sh- <laughs> I don't think we're, we're shrinking because I, I want to clarify on what Jeff just said. I don't think we're shrinking because we don't have alcohol. We're shrinking because we don't have proper fellowship, and the after lodge method only works if people stay after, but no one does. No, what would keep them the there? Bar. Well, if the bar's in your building. Well, I know. I, 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 we're on the same page, Scotty. I, I, I know saying, we are. If your lodge won't back it, you know, there's another lodge that you could uh, pay some dues and be a part of that would uh, sign on to it for you. In fact, I'm a member of two lodges that would co-sponsor said write-up for the Grand Lodge. Yeah. And there's another lodge I can think of right off the top of my head that's very prominent. Uh, you might say the first among us who would probably also endorse that. Oh, and and the other one that that people refer to as uh, Mother Eight would probably also see. Oh yeah, there's, yeah. there's a big yeah. list of. Uh, oh, yeah. You just you just got to get in the right lodge and then and then drive that conversation. I'm I'm just saying I'll get you a petition. Uh, come back by. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll talk you about. Throw it. out uh, 140 bucks and. Uh, Whoa, y'all dues are high. This one make me an honorary member. But then you can't. Our dues pay the bills. Oh oh, I can't. I I can't. Vote uh, as an honorary member? No. Oh, no, you wow. at our lodge they can. 
You're, you're joking, right? What? I think, I think they can. I've never heard that, anyone say they couldn't. That's prohibited what? right in the book of constitutions. Like, oh. like everywhere. I'm a, I might yeah. be wrong. I'm, I'm, I will... John's giving it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I might, hey, I could, I'm, I'm probably wrong. My bad. Um, that or you just ratted out your entire lodge on the whole open internet. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You just nullified I, every I, resolution I think, your lodge has passed. Scotty's about to get a couple of those sporting good devices applied to his backside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, th the thing is, is that at my lodge, whenever there's a guy there that is an honorary member, he get like his opinion weighs in on the vote that swings the vote one way or the other. So does he yeah, get a vote fine. necessarily? No. Probably not. But if that's just how it is. Honorary members are entitled to speak, but not to vote. Yeah. Well, they, they definitely throw a lot around a lot of weight. Yeah. That's part of the joy of being an honorary member. But seriously though, uh, we'll talk after the show. There's a few guys I've been bouncing around some approaches for uh, next year's grand session with um well i don't want to i don't want to out our whole strategy on on this year podcast but yeah hold don't on give that. up hope um but that's that's grand lodge fellas we uh we got through it uh i oh we went to the the pizza place next door as is our annual tradition and uh there was there was actually pizza for me to eat Usually we sit there for two and a half hours and I get like a slice of pizza because the buffet is always empty. Um, Last that was year fun. We went, well, there was a ton of construction workers there. I went with Grand Center Bob, um, which was also fun. Um, oh, he, he, you know, he bought my lunch, so I, I can't say anything bad about him. Awesome. Um, how many, how many others from our lodge were there? Oh, we, we had we had a whole like section. Yeah, it was uh, Shane, Joey, Mel. No, those all those guys bolted when we started talking about felons. Um, <laughs> I figured they all left as soon as they took the picture and made the Facebook post tagging themselves yeah. there. No, that's that's actually uh, basically how that went down. I saw that my lodge um, won an award from the um, wait, what do we call them the. Uh, what do you call the Masonic villages? That's it. That's the word. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, we did a car show and donated a bunch of money and they gave us a, a sh shiny apron framed, hang it up there at the lodge. Our, uh, treasurer was named village people of the year, um, for the second year in a row. Mm. So he raised a, a lot of money as well. Worthy calls there. That was one of the yep. things I was thinking if we ever took donations off this year's show, that a lot of it probably go there. Part um, of that is calls. lifetime ambassador to the villages, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, he's he's out this year, I think. Really? Uh, he's, he's taking a, a year off, and by a year off for that guy, he means you know he's still going to travel to other lodges five nights a week, but he's going to go where he wants and not mm. be peddling their wares. <laughs> yeah. 
I tell you what, I gotta I, I gotta say our lodge, my lodge has had a lot of um, issues this year. Current masters had a lot of health issues and whatnot, and I've kind of backed away a bit to let them do their thing because I was kind of a control freak last year merging them. Um, but I gotta say, um, they did better than I thought they would do. Like I'm, I'm proud of them. That was, that was good. You love something, you gotta let it go. That's right. Come on over to the after lodge and, uh, you know, just forget about those guys. You know, Josh has tried to do this as well. And he said, he said, what night, what night do you meet at your lodge? I said, oh, the first and third Thursdays. He goes, we meet then too. You wouldn't have to change your schedule. <laughs> yeah, Josh has been recruiting pretty hard on a different lodge now. Uh, that's where all of our petitions have been going, Bruce. They've been going to a... To a different lodge. Josh is still uh, handing them out like candy. You accused me of recruiting, Bruce. Well, see, here's the thing about Josh is he does it in bursts. What he does is he'll recruit like a dozen guys and then use those dozen guys to go and start another lodge. And then well. he'll recruit another <laughs> dozen there and then he'll <laughs> to that lodge and go to another lodge uh, and then his dozen they scatter the earth like apple seeds so so you're saying he's he's like the Masonic and they all Baptist. go to Grand Lodge and take a giant group picture together sorry what he's like the Masonic Baptist that's that's what Baptist churches <laughs> do with more tattoos whole lot more uh, tattoos there, there, there's that um and considered that angle but josh gave me this george washington portrait i have hanging up here did you know he's a mason did you know that yeah oh that george washington that one um i think he was a clandy some kind of jesuit hack hack yes (laughs) yes uh anyway grand lodge josh friends world of warcraft what else has been happening in the past week? We got a drunk or treat this weekend at my lodge. Y'all should come. Bring the kids. I don't, I don't know that I want my children around you and people you call associates. Ah. Uh, well, that hurts. Yeah, I, I kid. It's but... mostly just that you guys are like forever away. Well, just um, just never go home. Ever. I... You know, today was one of those. Uh, today was one of those Bruce Springsteen kind of days where <laughs> that sounds way more tempting than you would think. I hear you. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say you felt like the boss. No, I never feel like the boss. Tell me about a day in the life of the boss. Mm-mm. 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 Although, talk to corporate. <laughs> <laughs> Although I am, uh, like I am going tomorrow to uh, out to the old racetrack um, for some corporate schmoozing and free booze. Um, and I don't have to sell anything. I'm being sold to this time, so I'm actually oh. going to enjoy myself. Must be nice. Yeah, yeah. What I mean, I'm being not going. I no idea. It's our accounting firm has. Uh, as a whole, like uh, whatever they call those at the at the track, the fancy suites with the 
fancy boxes, food boxes. and sort of, but it's indoors, like with tables and oh, the, the, the real sweet. Yeah, but it's it's the one out. It's not the one in our town. It's the one in the other city that wishes it was as cool as ours. Oh, okay. Oh, um, that one. Yeah, so I got to drive out there in the morning, right. but it's gonna be fine. Oh, huh. on the flip side, Atlantic uh, City. I, I get to yeah. probably work all night to get some stuff ready before then. So it's nice to feel like the boss, but then you haven't slept all night and you're drinking alcohol. I'm probably going to pass out on a table and then uh, embarrass my company, maybe get fired. Like a boss. <laughs> like a boss. Drop the mic. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, my boss uh, told me today he's not going, so maybe nobody will know if I just like pass out in in the seats over by the trackside, and maybe they'll just forget about me. The security guy will wake me up when place is closing. You can't, you, the, Harlan. There is a different local event for that every year. Go to that for that. This is uh, fancy. Did, you can't. You gotta. I, no. I did go to that. Let me sit out in the rain and sleep sleep yeah well because you know you're there for like the whole day and there's only one race that anybody cares about mm. the rest of them i just lose money on i lose money on the big one too but it's a good photo op <laughs> but it's more exciting yes <laughs> uh so that's uh that's me uh oh 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 we the big, the big Halloween party. Yeah, we weekend. we really should have made sure Tony was available tonight. Tony's annual Halloween bash is uh, this Saturday night. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. yeah. All, all of the local lodges are, are going to be there. Yeah. Well, and so will the entire city police department, even though there's only like eight of them. Yeah, but they don't uh, stay. They come <laughs> and go. I mean, they're they're around, so that way, when all the neighbors call the cops, they they're like, "Yeah, we're we're aware yeah, of we the disturbance." Yep, thanks. Pour me another one. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, because Tony's well connected enough that he gets to throw this like neighborhood block party that I'm sure violates every city ordinance they have on the books in one night. But the mayor and the PD and everyone else that matters is there, so. Uh, oh, so nice. got your costumes together, Harlan. Uh, I do, I do. Um, oh, so you can come to the trunk or tree, and then you can slide on down to Tony's. See wait, how is that, that Saturday? Works? I thought that was yeah. like Friday or something. No, it's Saturday. No, oh, I might then. I might. Well, I don't know. I don't know if we'll have the kids because I thought you said it was the first. Yeah, Saturday or first Friday. The trunk or treat. No, okay. it's the fourth Saturday. We're yeah, doing that would be this coming Saturday. Okay. Yep, we got our pancakes that morning too. I know y'all do. Depositing the children somewhere, so we may not have them to bring. Can I come like without kids and just get candy? Sure, we got free hot dogs too, but we don't have all beef. So I mean, I'll be in costume and I'll bring a bag and say trick or treat and everything. Long you put effort into it, Mike. You didn't hear that, Scott. I know. We're doing. The rest we do of us for- did. We give free hot dogs and soda to the neighborhood. It's it's just one thing we do completely for free for the whole neighborhood. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah. Well, of course, nice I took to my kind of extra money in your lodge. Well, everybody brings. <laughs> I can't be alone here. Mm. You know, it's weird no. that our lodge is is just like really against a trunk or tree. As far as I know, we've never had one. And uh, which is Brother crazy Square because tried like really hard to start one his year, and nobody wanted to do anything. Grand Sensor Bob tried. Um, I think Did Josh he? tried. This year? Yes. Yeah, I think everybody's before, tried. Before, before my lodge's merger, we did a. I, I ran a Halloween party, but no one came. We always broke even. Well, they were all at Tony's party. You yeah, I didn't know about Tony's up. party. Our neighborhood could make a killing, or our lodge should. I mean, we we could have a huge turnout. If we did a trunk or treat, especially if we did it on Halloween, because like that neighborhood is like that's that's where we're gonna go on Halloween again this year because we did last year and it was just packed. There's people everywhere. Yes, it would. Wait, you would make money off of it, like the Saturday no, no, no. before or something. I don't think we would get enough guys to participate if we did it on Halloween. That was the problem that's, with the year when Mike suggested it. He wanted to do that. That is the problem. I mean, I would have done it, but I lived two yeah. blocks away, and so I was going to give out candy there or there. It didn't really matter. Um, now I live in a neighborhood where I gotta, I've got to invest in the Costco box of like full size candy bars because you got to buy the king size. Well, because the houses are far enough apart that like if the kid truts all the way up the hill and then down the driveway and then back up the stairs to the front door, they've they've earned the full size candy bar. Um, See, especially the problem, since the next house is, you know, a quarter of a mile hike up the hill. The problem is you don't know if they're going to walk around your garden or through it until after you've given them the candy. That's true. But, <laughs> eh. So it's, it's real tough. So well, like, I always, get to the other side of the garden first and then I'll throw you the candy bar. I always heard from other kids. Point. Like you need to you need to go up to the neighborhood well, where I live now because like they give out the awesome candy. But now that I've I've lived here and looked around the street, I'm like, well, if you divide like candy by time, the after lodge town was a much more efficient place to trick or treat than here. Like, yeah, you get the the full size Snickers at every door or whatever it is, but it takes a long time to get from house to house. Yeah, and the problem is the after lodge stuff. town. You'd have to be like on your game because everybody only had two bags and they'd be out in 45 minutes after it was dark. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, uh, yeah, I could, I could see that. I mean, apparently the the people have upped their game because that's not what we had, not what we got last year. Well, there's a lot less trick or treaters every year uh, mm-hmm. in, after Lodge Town. I, I think part of that's got to do with the uh all of the like the fire department and all the churches and people's offices and stuff it's part of that more of that like helicopter parenting phenomena where we have to wrap our kids in bubble wrap and put them under closely supervised circumstances to get their candy can't be letting them roam the streets I tell you what, I'm not against trick or treating like an actual door to door for like my three year old, but the thing is, is that like not a lot of people on my street do candy, so they're so few and far between anymore. It's like you might as well go to a drunk or treat where it's all consolidated and they can hit people back to back. It's Scotty, a nobody in our neighborhood does it. I saw more people 
just in the time because i parked at lodge last year and we trick-or-treated in that neighborhood because our neighborhood is just dead we don't even bother in our neighborhood anymore which which i saw more people after lodge that you parked after lodge lodge okay yes and i trick-or-treated in that neighborhood we saw more people just in the time it took us to get out of the car and actually get to the first house out trick-or-treating than I've seen mm-hmm. in the last three years combined actually trick-or-treating in our neighborhood. Which is Nobody trick-or-treats in our neighborhood. No, hardly anybody gives out candy anymore. It's just dead. It's weird that you yeah. say that because from my perspective, having lived there for like 12 years, there's, there's like 10% of the kids last year that there were when I first moved there. Like that That's town used to just be crawling crazy. with kids in costumes. I mean, the police rolled around on their their bicycles, and like certain roads were just shut down because there's just too many kids to allow cars to even go down most of the streets. Wow. Um. And and last year, I remember I had so much candy left over. I just said, "Where are all the kids?" Um. And then my wife was the one that pointed out the helicopter parenting craze continues and. Parents have to control every facet of their children's lives, including their trick-or-treating. You can't have them out causing mischief and running the subdivision. You gotta have them Ironically, the, wait in uh, line and get candy. The street that led to yours is the only street we did not hit in that entire neighborhood last year. Yeah, it's... I'm, uh, I'm trying to find a link to... Uh, oh, there was. A, I'll bring it up at a future meeting. It's a book that uh, Audible threw me as one of my freebies, and it was this. Uh, it was another one of those guys ranting about uh, what's happened with the world and why are people dumb and so on. And I was expecting it to be a like, let's all hate on social media thing because there's plenty of that around. Uh, but no, he was really focused on the uh, kids don't learn to solve their own problems. Everything's just closely planned and supervised and, you know, lorded over by their parents. And then they get into college and things aren't fail miserably and orchestrated. And no, it's their safe they, space. They man. hear things that, that, that offend them. And it's their safe space words are the same as violence. So it's okay to respond with actual violence. And yeah, it's, it's all right. They have a right fun. to not be offended. That's right. They have the right not to be offended. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, dude, I know I've told this story on the show before about my, my favorite, uh, favorite time in school was, uh, the, somebody put up the tape to create a free speech zone down in the, in a part of the student lounge at the law school. And, uh, the Dean, he just comes down the stairs one day. Like, I, I guess somebody finally told him about it. He never went to the student lounge. He comes bursting down the stairs this look of like, I'm going to murder all of you on his face. And he just starts ripping the tape up and throwing it around and like losing his mind. This is the damn law school. This is the free speech zone. Grow the fuck up. And, and just, yeah, was, uh, That's hilarious. I, I will also note that uh, he was then, that was his last year as the dean. Uh, he was Ooh. replaced by a uh, lady who then took the vote to officially name it as a social justice law school. And, uh, don't get me yeah. started. <laughs> that I don't think lasted very long once the, uh, once the big donor money started drying up. So if I had big donor money, I would, uh, 
I would have dried it up too. Like, nah, I'm not supporting that. Lawyers were supposed to be the last bastion of, you know, you're not allowed to be offended. Well, if there's money to be made, people are going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's fine for our clients, but like it's it's part of our profession that, you know, if you're offended by words, you're probably in the wrong field. Yeah. Um, I just start keeping a list of like the ranking the most offensive names I've been called in the, just just in the context of work in the past five years. I feel like John <laughs> wanted to say something. He was no, probably no, no, thinking no, of no. some of those names. No, no, no. I was, I was, you know, the fact that we were begrudging student attorneys for being, you know, mentally deficient was just singing my song. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So it gives me a little warm fuzzy right here. You would have been the dean, like ripping up the tape and. The hell are you doing? Free speech zone. No, no, no. I'd have been doing the proper Jesus flipping tables and beating them with a switch. Yes. But you know, whatever. I, I was kind of hoping it would come to that. I, somebody needed to. Of course, then you know he wasn't the dean anymore. So I just you know got to speak oh. on um, something from After Lodge past. I swear to God, it was before. Um, I started coming on regularly. I think Jason was still on the show and I, it had a bit because, um, it was right after all the space, safe space stuff started to come out. Harlan had asked Jason about, uh, how he felt about safe spaces. And all it was, was just beeps of expletives. 40 minutes of F-bomb. And then it cuts to music. Cuts to music. I don't think I've laughed so hard listening to a podcast. <laughs> like I didn't even have to know what he was saying. I knew what he how he felt. That was hilarious. And yep. Another thing. Ring, I was ring, like, ring, that. Ring, ring. right. Yes. It only stopped beeping just long enough so he can catch his breath. It was great. <laughs> it does take a lot less time to edit episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it was you know it was um, poignant. <clears throat> We were always speaking of, which, when, speaking of which, when should I come back down so we can, you know, you can cart me back up to Jason's house. He can freak out about having an ex-cop on his property and start dropping F-bombs live in, in person again. Because well, that was entertaining as hell. You were, you were supposed as soon to as I can spare another $20 for that. Uh, yeah, but I didn't know like, until like a week before your Grand Lodge that it was going to be your Grand Lodge. Because that would have been fun. <laughs> Have been. I wonder if they would have introduced you with all the big shot foreign dignitaries. Two words, banana hammock. <laughs> I, need to, I need to introduce you to our uh, grand representative to your northern territory. <laughs> yeah, I think he's I, like a... I don't even know who my rep is for your guys' neck of the weeds. Uh, I don't know either. Probably irrelevant. We we don't have a list of those. That's like we've got a list of ours, but not the other ones. And you would think those would be the ones that are more important for us to publish, right? Because you'd want to know yep. the guy over there, yeah, not like, the guy you're sitting in lodge with. Yeah, like if I'm going to another jurisdiction, I kind of want to know who our guy is there. In fact, the the title, at least most people. So I'm looking at my plaque, and it's I'm not. Represent. Uh, 
Oh, oh you are. You are something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just walked right into that. <laughs> well, <laughs> that. Come on, spit it out for the listening audience, because that was not how that was supposed to. That was awesome. <laughs> so much for I, that. I, uh, this not being our outing ourselves yeah, it's episode. Fine. It's fine. We'll save it. I'll beep it. We're all, we're almost an hour in. No one's listening yeah. anymore. So that they are the real fans. The way the uh, that was a great like psychological scrotal kick you just gave yourself there. Just that complete. I'm sitting here wondering how you were going to yeah. talk about your. Um, titles well so the certificate says the the representative for the grand lodge of israel near our jurisdiction not like the other way around and i think they all say that so it it, you're the other grand lodge's representative near your grand lodge but they didn't appoint you to that your grand lodge appointed you no. So my Grand Lodge nominated me. The Grand Lodge of Israel made the appointment. And it works the same oh. with all the other grand jurisdictions. So, like, your Grand Lodge nominates somebody to be our representative. And then if we like them, we approve them. And then. Well, there goes that idea. Why did yeah. they pick you for Israel? Why do you think, Scotty? Because he's asking, hey. Because oh, the last guy the, died, the and nobody of, else. The amount of inappropriate out. jokes that have just log jammed into my head at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> the last guy died. He was uh, he was a member of my congregation, and uh, the past grand has been was getting ready to be grandmaster, and he called and asked if I'd do it. I didn't even know what what he was talking about, and then uh, someone explained the whole thing poorly, but I agreed. When. When someone said that you was gonna you were gonna be the delegate for Israel, did you be like, is, is it because why were you just like why me? <laughs> well, why would you like for me to do this? Would you? <laughs> yeah, it was. Paint the answer for me. I want to know. So other um, what? I was gonna say it didn't have anything to do with that, and then I realized that the the guy before me was a member of my congregation. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I guess we've always uh, they were looking down the rolls. There's like, well, there's there's one Jewish guy left in the whole grand jurisdiction, I guess. Uh <laughs> guess he's it. But other guys <laughs> like other guys get these appointments to South American countries. Just him. Um, yeah. I I'm always every year I know this is coming, but we do the roll call of grand representatives and we get into, they do it by continent. And when we get into South America, that's like 50% of the time it takes to read off the list of countries. Oh, there's so many, like Belize? there are so many grand lodges in South America. Sometimes there's like five of them in the same country. It's, yeah. and we recognize like all these grand lodges. There's, there's a ton of them. Um, there's a lot of clandies down there. Apparently, there's a lot of not clandies, according to us, anyway. Mm. Um, so, but wait, I'm sure there's even more. I I understand your jurisdiction does things differently than mine. I won't put it any more cruelly than that because I'm feeling charitable. However, don't you guys kind of go by the general rule of if it's recognized by UGLE, it's good to go. Otherwise, yeah. Okay, that's the general rule. Although I think. Uh, so we did this whole uh, thing with the Grand Lodge of 
I think before Ugly did. I think we were the first Grand Lodge to, to recognize them a few years ago. Uh, so I know we're up there. And I don't know if we uh, if we were the first Grand Jurisdiction to recognize the Grand Lodge of Israel, but I know we were among the first. We might have been before Ugly on that too. Because uh, it was one of our uh, prominent past Grand Masters that went over there and like helped set that whole system up, which is why I'm like some kind of Masonic celebrity in that country. <laughs> Cause uh, it's not me. It's where I'm from. Cause everybody, there's a very close history, very strange when you think about it. And it'll be more strange for our listeners. Uh, maybe in our next episode, when we finally pull the lid off for those of you that are too dense to have figured it out. Is it the next episode? <laughs> We're doing that. Well, I, that's up to you know, basically anybody Bruce. who hasn't tried at all in any way. Admittedly, where you are, that there's this. I can't. I my brain wants to, and it won't. Are you the talking f- about the Israel thing? Yeah. What? Oh well, so well, I can't name the. I guess I could name the guy, but I'm not going to. But when you hear the name, it'll make a lot of sense, and you'll be like, "Oh yeah, he's from there." Um, <laughs> but like past grandmaster Shlomo Goldstein or something like that? Uh, no, 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 no. So, so the people in my grand jurisdiction are very close to the Holy Land because they're deeply interested in getting that uh, temple rebuilt so oh, Yoshi yeah, can make his way back. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's all Christian interest in uh, in the land of Israel. Yeah. Well, and you you guys are admittedly kind of a uh, a stronghold of. Knights Templar, and that's all we get. There's a lot of that going around in the KT ranks. So, wait the the build the temple thing. Oh yeah, at the huh. at the national conventions. Wouldn't have guessed that. At the national conventions, there was so, from my understanding, and I hate to sidebar you, but no, that's uh, sidebars there, a, are what a, we do. A, a past grand commander of our state, who is a great guy, and by the way, not a Christian. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. That's usually the response I get when I point that out. Is he, uh, is he Catholic? No, <laughs> no, no. You know, you I mentioned uh, one no. time what he was. It was. Uh... Are you not think... saying it for anonymity reasons, or? Well, for his sake, because I still yeah. like okay. him, and, and don't want to throw the guy under the bus. Anyway, right. No, moving along. Let me just say. When I say not Christian, I mean not Christian um, at all in the slightest. Uh, but admittedly, one of the best guys I know. But he, so, so, so we can do cosplay the, with chainmail with without the whole like sacraments and all that jazz. Well, you know, it depends how out of shape your grand commander gets with it, or. Grand nah, it's probably not going to fly in my jurisdiction then. Never mind. No, uh, <laughs> no siree, Bob. Uh, because apparently a handful of years ago, and it was at one of the trianiums, one of the once every three years gatherings of the uh, Grand Encampment, there were people that were hissing and spitting that we should take up arms and march to Israel and defend the Holy Land and like be like functional, functional warriors for Christ. Which is funny when you're in a room full of geriatrics. 
that uh, kind of takes the edge, kind of takes the edge off of the here we come. Oh no, boogie boogie. Knew we should have uh, listened to Nick about that fitness plan. <laughs> but apparently, that, I, that's they, what I was gonna say. I was like, I heard about that. Apparently, they calm calm down once they realize that once they start talking political, they'll lose the nonprofit status, and everybody just like basically sat down and shut up. That was oh. about. 2010-ish, 2012-ish, I think. No one showed him just like some badass clips from the IDF doing something, anything. No, once like, oh, once they realized oh. that, yeah, no, no, they didn't see anything from like Shin. We're not, or the we've got nothing to add like to those guys. Never mind. Yeah, no, no, it's not like oh yeah, you got it covered because they do. No, oh, you want me to pay taxes now on my dues here for my commandery? No, 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 no. Harumph, I send you. So yeah, so. But, so, and this was all in the interest of seizing the dome and building a temple? I guess. I don't know. I, I, I don't subscribe or <clears throat> read the newsletter of that particular brand of crazy. So, I mean, I don't consider myself a New Testament scholar, uh, but I like to think I'm moderately... Much like I don't consider myself as an Old Testament scholar as a seminarian, so... I, I like to... <laughs> Think of myself as moderately read oh, your powers um, in that I have read the revelation of St. John on occasion. I- I'm not seeing where this whole like third temple thing is a prerequisite to the horsemen and splitting the sky and all, all that jazz. Doesn't, that- doesn't the temple come after all that stuff? Temple has to I- call- fall first before all that. Who makes this timeline? Because like, if, if you read Revelation, it's all out of order. Like, it's yes, it is. It's it's very confusing. Uh, I, I I don't know. It's um, supposed to be because it's all Jews have to be able to rebuild the temple and the Temple Mount for Jesus and come back. Yeah, I mean, you can't read it for face value. Yeah, it's like it's like well, it's like Masonic ritual. You have to look okay. for the nuances. I mean, I, I guess I just don't have the appropriate mentorship uh, to understand that particular book. But you, you... I can bring a guy on that'll help you with that. Oh, really? Yeah, you bring I'll bring him on my, the show. Uh, I'll bring, well, well, we can have a guest of my uh, Monsignor from the Apostolic Joe and I Church. That'd be fun. I, guess, I, may even be, I may even be able to get the Patriarch if I talk to him nicely. <laughs> is he, he a Mason? Is, yes. yes. Is, yes, is, is. you're like... Is your entire clergy Freemasons? No, I actually, uh, there are a few that aren't, which actually surprised <laughs> There's me. There's a few that aren't. <laughs> so, but I'll There's tell like you what. two of them. No, no. The funny part is, like, I know for sure that out of the guys that interviewed me, one was Mason, one wasn't. And we talked, and the guy that wasn't, we talked about people in the AJC that weren't Masons. And if I remember right, he said, he was. We were talking off the cuff about one guy. He goes, "Yeah, he's not a Mason, but oddly enough, he's a Martinist." Huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so he decided to just kind of skip that middle school of whatever and just kind of launch right beyond Masonry. And <clears throat> okay, huh. I have to learn more about this church. We gotta get Tony Sylvia back here and. Oh yeah, and, Father and Sylvia. This, yeah, he's do this again. Um, I feel like I I missed the train the last time he was on the show. Yeah, we were we were all kind of ill informed. Yeah, a, I could I could try to hit my bishop up too, considering he's a PhD in philosophy and yeah, we, a master of arts. 
we got to do this, especially if they're going to help me understand who crafted this temple timeline in Revelation, because that's one of those things that just kind of puzzles me. Um, yeah, I'm just not I, seeing it. I think my bishop or, or my monsignor would be able to flesh that out, or arguably or, probably even Tony. Maybe this is where prophecy fits together, though, right? Because if it's the same guy and then and then... You know, you got the the Jews saying, "Look, it's the guy," and then and then all the Templars like, "Yeah, it's the guy," and you no, know, like you know, look, it's the Messiah. He... Say, so where are we in the Bronx? Hey, it's the guy. Yeah. It's that guy. Yeah. That guy. That guy. It's the guy. And then yeah, we ask him. The way. Yeah, that and then guy. We ask him. Hey, twenty bucks. We ask him. Hey, Yoski, is this your first trip or second? And then. The answer answers the fundamental divide of theology in the West. For Pardon me, sir. Do you remember millennia. being here before? Because that's a big, important question we need to have an answer or, to. Or if he says no, does it then get spun as this like reincarnation thing, which was suddenly bad for the church, but now it's a thing that we're going to push? I don't know. I'm a Gnostic. I'm perfectly acceptable with that. <laughs> it's the second time. He just doesn't remember. <laughs> he went to heaven. He got knocked in the con. He done. <laughs> you come back, you're not doing stuff. Oh gosh. Yes. Well, I don't I, I don't think it'll fit though, because all the stuff that the Messiah is supposed to do in Revelation is once again exactly the opposite of what he's supposed to do in Jewish prophecy. So like that whole, you know, tearing the world asunder and the horsemen of the apocalypse and all that kind of seems like the opposite of the millennia. Oh, well, that's not Jesus, that's the devil dynasty. doing that. That's the devil doing that first. I'm pretty sure the seal's breaking. Yeah, no, the seal's breaking is God. Yeah, but the, but the devil's doing the horseman thing. Is he? I've seen enough Supernatural to know. Uh, yeah, oh, yes, yes. No, I'm... I'm f- no. All right, so John, if you've learned nothing tonight, uh, learn the importance that uh, you need to bring an actual scholar on the show before we bring the subject what? up. By the way, final season... 15 none of us know what the hell we're talking about i well i'm in good company then uh, this show is still going but we're, we're, we're looking final season man final season. like the, the great fryer. show how long before we can call you friar john friar oh, oh, i love the title friar I'm, I'm working on yeah. i'm working i'm working on the tonsor uh no first it's like doorkeeper then it's exorcist and then it's something else and then it's deacon so you got at least when, a year. When are they going to give you a parish? Is that like five years out, or? I think I still have to be a. I think I have to be either a subdeacon or a deacon before I can do that. Like, because then pastor? at that point, at that point, I can do everything but the Eucharist, so I can do like a chaplaincy program, I believe. I just want to uh, know when you're going to be the pastor of the local parish, because then I got to move to that town just to be surrounded by people who like are pastored by John. Like that, that's the kind of place I want to be. Yeah, and you, you need to go visit um, Jeff's lodge if you want to be a friar. Like wait. fish friar? There you go. Oh, <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, wait, what? I'm a no. He's I'm a, a fisher of men, that. not a fisher of fries. Yeah, that's yeah. probably not yeah, a yeah, you... in the Gnostic church either. But hey, Did Scotty, you know why you wear glasses when you're doing math? Because it helps helps with division. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you guys being Gnostics, that whole like fishers of men thing doesn't, is that, is that a thing? No, no on the ichthus and the evangelism and the, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, sort depends. Of not really. It's so weird with us. Okay. Well, that, that's I'm, I'm I'm genuinely curious. This is uh like this said, is why we, I want to have Sylvia back we, because I said we got to get Sylvia or we got to get because uh, he would say Monsignor. yes. Yeah, Sylvia could probably come on. Monsignor Rosbach, I'm sure I could. Talk, I'm talking. I think I'm talking to him this weekend. Actually, uh, would probably come on. My my the Bishop of North America could would likely come on because he's a Our, a me- member of the craft. Our audience base, like the the true blue core audience that we have that listens show after show after show, no matter how horrible this podcast becomes, you've proven your faith, by the way. Um, In that body of men, there's probably a substantial number of them who are, if they don't already know, are are looking for the brand of Christendom that you guys seem to be teaching. Weird, right? I mean, it's not for me, but... I can see a huge benefit for our audience and, and I'm genuinely interested in having more of these people here. Um, uh, come on, Harlan, come on my part. I want to do for Jesus. I would love to, I'd love to see a, um, a Catholic official come on here and we just ask him, why do you hate us so much? What do we do to you in this century? I don't really he have an answer for you. And I don't think you would like, wait, what? Uh-huh. Yeah. They wouldn't come yeah. on. They wouldn't have the right answer. They wouldn't know what we're talking about. And at best, they would say something, and we go, "Oh, you mean that Leo Taxel thing?" Especially a like a local priest here would just look at you like, "What? What the hell are you talking about?" Uh, half my congregation are Masons. I don't right. Where, where's this coming from? I've legitimately, I had a priest tell me that there's nothing wrong with it. Right, I've, and if I've you're had in, a Catholic I'm, bishop tell me that. If you're in the United States, you're going to get a lot of that because that's even even Rome to an extent has caved on the, you know, Europe and the U.S. Masonry's kind of eh. I think I think more of the, the tension shows up in other places like South America, for instance, um, where that mm. that tension between the church and the lodge is still very much alive and well, as I understand well, we well, need to do our after lodge science theater, and I'll um, show you some recent videos of of church officials talking about Freemasonry. Oh no, I know there's like the Ooh. officials, but yeah. Wait, are you talking about the the the? Oh, what's the name of that outfit that puts out all the the? Oh, fire or something fire. It, there's this whole like outfit that has a website. They do videos about how the Pope's a lapsed Catholic and the Masons are worshiping Satan and. The, uh, there's one called oh, church yeah. militant that's it that's it that's them yeah. Oh, yeah yeah that's them i don't think they're official any more than like any other what do you call lobbying groups in the church bruce uh, like the jesuits and the other ones and the there's, there's like all these different schools that i i, I call the different sects Carlin. i forget what they're called i guess just sex like i i don't even know if the church militant is a sect really it, uh, uh, i practice I don't, catholicism I don't, long I don't, enough to know i don't know it not the okay the priest that was show, have you guys seen a the cult? movie the right with um uh anthony hopkins not yet it's on my watch list is it, is it like the exorcist kind of sort of but it's about this um it's about this uh, American priest that's about to leave the seminary, but then is sent to 
Italy to meet with Anthony Hopkins character who is an exorcist and basically rediscovers his faith through this exorcist. But anyway, and he, he becomes one of the top exorcists in, uh, for the Vatican. Um, that guy that that story is based off of the real person, um, he's been interviewed speaking on Freemasonry. Um, and he's as direct to the Vatican as I could possibly get outside of those sects that you're talking about. Because, I mean, he's a legit per- he's a legit priest, legit. They made a movie about him based on true story. So. Brother G.W. Washington died as a upstanding Catholic Jesuit, and um, he was a Freemason. Just, just saying, in case you didn't know. Rumor has it. Also, has that been like officially established, or is that still like just strongly founded rumor? What the Washington's deathbed conversion? No, not been officially. I, I mean, the Jesuits I, are all. I don't know. I thought that was your thing, Harlan. It is. It's, it that that is your thing, Harlan, because none of us give enough of a really give enough of a shit to to follow up on it well, no I, I just meant because he brings it up more than scott brings up alcohol prohibition because it hurts me speaking of which we didn't bring that up no, no, no scott at least, no, Damn no, it. At, here, we already at least, did at least scotty's going for a subject that you know i can give a shit about and my fellow man can as well i don't care if somebody converted to catholicism on their deathbed i mean even that, even if it's the father of your country who birthed you constant, from his very loins Constantine converted on his literally gave birth. Okay, here's so the thing, according to the Wikipedia page, religious views of George Washington under death and burial, he did not summon a minister or priest and was buried according to the rite of the Episcopal Church. Yeah, that's what the Masons. That's what the Masons would say. I mean, if he didn't to cover all that up, summon anybody, it would have just been whoever was there. Right. True. That that's well. If you're it, it, the the thing, I, I bring up the I bring up the alcohol talk all the time because it's uh, I, this is the only place I can really talk about it. You, and I think this is the only place you can really talk about George Washington being a Jesuit hack. Oh no, I do it at the Scottish Rite. All the time. literally everywhere, Scott. <laughs> I've heard him say it at Grand course, Lodge. <laughs> when I bring it up. When I bring it up at the Scottish Rite, I mostly get the look that John was giving me about the and can we can we go on with dinner, please? <laughs> right. That that's that hey, that's great. Ooh, string beans. <laughs> the Knights of St. Andrew are congregating downstairs. You're holding us up. Let's I love how much John is trying to dodge this entire line of questioning. I, I, well, I mean, we're supposed to be covering all this up, Bruce. We're bad Masons. Yeah. Or maybe I'm the only bad Mason and all of you guys. Are... I got nothing. I'll just figure out if, if, if each of us has a different story for the, 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 the general outline of his death, then, you know, it's, that's good enough. Yeah, well, how he died is not important. What's important is the, uh, the afterbirth that he had. <laughs> How he just whispered that in my ear. <laughs> he said how he died. It's not important. What's important is, and then he stopped. The the afterbirth? Did that not come through? No, I said how he lived. No, it and did. And he whispered oh. it. No, I, I heard it. 
You're good. Okay. The afterbirth being the U.S. Constitution, of course. Well, there's something to be said said about a man that doesn't want to be made king. He doesn't think a country needs a king. I mean, they offered it plenty, you know. Outside of being a mason, he turned down royalty. Well, seeing how everyone he surrounded himself with, uh, what they thought of King George, he didn't want to be the next King George. Somebody might be confused, right? They get drunk at the tavern one night, and like, I'm gonna go take care of King George. You might get like lodge. put the blood stuff up. Then he got drunk at the lodge the night that night. Yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I see. It was greater. There was a dragon. Speaking of the the lodge, you guys see? Uh, you guys see Bongozim slash Godwin's? stuff on uh the freemasonry subreddit about uh the the ciphertext and how the origins of freemasonry was just uh some guys at a bar making a bet for how many dudes they could get to join an organization with no idea what it meant to join it and made this whole thing up it's a fascinating alternative masonic origin story that is way more plausible than anything jason ever brought up on this show I mean, it's pretty good. I like it. <laughs> so you're telling yeah. me it's like a really elaborate knock-knock joke. It's a bet that got nice. out of hand. <laughs> got way out of hand. Marginally. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really fit with some of the uh, manuscripts and evidence of lodges that we find that way, way, way predate that. But it's still kind of funny to think, is this how this really got started? A couple guys sitting around having a drink and said, I bet people are so dumb. So you're trying to tell me three centuries ago, there were three assholes like me sitting around a table that one of them went, hey, I got an idea. I mean, not for nothing, but there is a lot of smart stuff in there. If it was just three guys, they were uh, they're pretty smart dudes. Well, I mean, they were they were English. That's, uh, you know, what were they going to do in a bar fight? They... <laughs> <laughs> That's the neighbors, Bruce. The neighbors. <laughs> At least you recognize the place of all of our peoples. <laughs> yeah, I have no interest in the United Kingdom being one country or not. That's not my problem. No, <laughs> because it's not. But whatever. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> the United Nations says. Ah, never mind. Boris Johnson can kiss my ass, too. <laughs> Next, you're going to tell me that the Scots have an opinion on something. I usually do. <laughs> yeah. Not yes, they different. do. And whether they're right or wrong, you want to listen to it. Otherwise, they will do strange things to your face. <laughs> you can take my land. Yeah. Thanks. We will, buddy. Yeah. I'd like to point out their country that tried to leave, decided that they really wanted to leave, and then all of a sudden decided that they didn't want to leave. Yeah. Not only did they not want to leave, the people that lost were so okay the fact they lost that no one rioted because they were still in the UK. Yeah, they they didn't want to listen to the Welsh anymore. Oh, Christ. few minutes of that and i i'd, I'd put the I'd, I'd put our state into the uk too just 
Well, sign, just shut up. <laughs> uh, to our time. brothers across the pond, you know we love you. We would make fun of you if we didn't. I need to get over to Scotland someday. Except for you guys in Belgium. We're still not sure about you. Send us a message and we'll talk. We'll listen. We'll take Belgium before we take Arkansas. Oh, we're stuck with Arkansas, aren't we? Shit. <laughs> well, we'll trade. Um, we'll trade the EU, Belgium for Arkansas. John, us as Masons, yes. Us as a podcast, no. That's no, not that fair. fair. That was the other way around. Wait. Being stuck with Arkansas? Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. No, uh, there are no Arkansonians. Arkansanians? Arkansans? I'm actually heading to Arkansas. Uh, not not. Well, what do you call the people who live there? Hey, can you do us a favor? <laughs> you and that question, yeah. While you're there, if you stop Arkansans? by Little Rock... Somewhere, I'm going to be in Little Rock. Somewhere in Little Rock, I'm sure that there's a dial-up internet connection somewhere that you can call into. Mm-hmm. You'll have mm-hmm. to find one. You may have to go to the fancy hotel. Uh-huh. Um, but if you find an internet connection, can you at least start a download for one of our shows so that we can say that we have listeners in all 50 states? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, <laughs> someone in Arkansas cracked. Yes. You don't even have to finish downloading it for it to count. You just got to start the download, and I think that'll tick the metric, and we'll you, be able to say that. You could easily... Don't... Go ahead, Bruce. What? I, I was going to say, don't say you'll do that. That's actually a trap, Scott. We're, we're blocked in that state. You, you won't be able to find it. <laughs> Is that real? Listen, I, I've got I can't. My, my, <laughs> dear, my dear friend's descendant of bootleggers in Kansas. Do me a favor. Just run across the border, download some shit, and run back. No, don't do that because it'll, it'll show up as coming from, from Kansas because... The internet tower from the, the they're all in Kansas. So wait, you're saying that? Wait, wait, wait. I don't, I don't know if you're joking or not. I'm thinking. Harlan. <laughs> yes. Nope. Nope. There's sometimes I Harlan. I wish I could just poke you in the eye right here. <laughs> just move on. So so so. I don't know how to read a map. Arkansas is gonna be a lieutenant. <laughs> He's crying. <laughs> this is this is this is hard for me, guys. It's like West Point all over <laughs> again. It's right dark. What do you mean we're not in Kansas anymore? Mm, good times. Yeah, sorry, fellas. It took me a minute to. Never mind. <sighs> It's funnier the way it was. All right. Meanwhile, while Harlan's combobulating himself. Yeah. Are we boring you, Scotty? It's just been a rough day. You can get back to your uh, World of Warcraft game that we can all see in your your reflection of this man's cry. Yeah. You'll notice he slid his head over. I think he's trying to no, hide it. No, I'm not playing. <laughs> uh, I what are you it. doing with that night elf? You sick, sick. Oh. Dude, you know I'm all about the blood elves. But oh. uh in all actuality. Can you even do that? Help, quick, somebody throw me a flotation device to save me from this giant flood of nerdery. They added that emote in the last update, Harlan. 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wow. I, I love it how I love it how I'm getting lectured about nerdery from four other dudes that are hanging out. Yeah, right. <laughs> A real life cosplayer. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking shit with the amount of books I have. Right. He owns chainmail and, and a I sword. Real life By the way, was it Brian Goodwin that had fixed the uh, post I put on her Facebook page that showed, you know, it was uh, Mark Hamill, Captain Crunch? Yes. yes, yes, it was. Was that was yes. that was that Brother Goodwin? Yeah. Yes, that was. By it. The way, that was yeah. great. Well played, yeah. you weasely little son of a bitch. <laughs> well, you know, I the Templars argue. were avid sailors, weren't they? Yeah, they, they were. were. That's how they got the treasure to to, o- to Oak the Island? continental U.S. to bury it under wherever that uh, Nicholas Cage found it. I spent a long time since I've seen the movie. I I, I will see your Oak Island, but if you dare say anything about the Kensington Runestone, I will drive down there and beat you like a Sunday morning hard on. No, I was talking about Nicholas Cage. <laughs> no, I'm talking, I'm talking. I'm talking to Scotty. Oh. What about the Kensington Runestone? Don't get me started. The guy that's got a humongous, vapid, frothing madness for it is based out of my state. Uh, was he the guy that was on the TV? Mm-hmm. There was a thing on the History Channel about Scott that. Walter. Yep, okay. I actually spent the last weekend with him at a at a retreat two weekends ago at a retreat. So he's a uh, he's one of yous. Yeah, he's a uh, Master Mason and a York Rite and a Scotty, I think. But yeah, he's... Who's he's the guy that's always wearing the Masonic hat? Is that the guy? Wearing what? On the show, there's always that uh, heavy You're talking about the guy. Oak Island show. Yeah, on Oak Island, there's a guy. Oh, this is a different wearing... guy. Okay. The guy with the runestone is uh, is one of John's guys. Yep. Kensington uh... runestone up that was discovered up here in Minnesota. Mm. Gotcha. That was could, supposed, that that somehow was brought over by the Templars. Don't you guys? Isn't your state where that uh, native tribe that that everybody's claiming is one of the missing tribes of Israel is? That claim is well, probably because that's what they say about all of them, and especially if you read like you know the Book of Mormon. No, 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 uh, no. Like these are these are actually there's like a small tribe where the natives themselves are saying this and there was like this whole thing it was in the same episode of whatever that was on the history channel with the runestone and then they were talking about these natives and they did like these dna tests and it all seemed to line up as much as dna can and that i believe was in the pacific northwest uh because so once you get past the mississippi it's all like northwest to me yeah it's yeah yeah i i believe i'm not entirely sure because i have not yet seen that now I'm gonna be curious and look. Oh yeah, no, my only like other their... guess would be the Hopi because they're very secretive people. But no, this would—I don't, I don't think it was that. No, they—they um, they were talking about like all their tribal myths and whatnot, and then lining those up with uh, with the Torah and just this whole like oh, this is really bizarre. Everyone, um, yeah, up my neck of the weeds. That's we're pretty much Ojibwa and Dakota, Lakota, Nakota, and uh, you know Ho Chunk. Uh, yeah, that's like Dakota is a tribe, or you is that shtick? No, Dakota is a tribe. Really? Shows you. I, I need to. Okay, on my uh, things that I need to educate myself better on, uh, Native tribes is going on my list. Yeah, everybody calls it's them a very the long Sioux. list. Yeah, everybody calls them the Sioux. That's wrong. Don't call them the Sioux unless you want to get your ass kicked. 
The, the guy I'm talking about on uh, the Curse of Oak Island is Charles Barkhouse. He's always wearing a hat with a square and compass on it. Yeah, I think one of the guys on that show, if not more than one, are members of the Wait, craft. Jeff, Jeff just sent a thing on the Hangouts that I'm just now seeing about uh, our representative to you, John. Is this is this the same guy that I think it is, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nice one. Yeah. John, uh, next time you're in town... Um, I can absolutely introduce you to that guy. He is probably one of the most fantastic Masons I know. Your jurisdiction is lucked out. We sent our best, like the best of our best. Well, that's, we that's not sarcasm. Sent. Okay, quote unquote. He's uh he's our district deputy as of well as of yesterday. Um, oh, is he? Awesome. He is. Um, yeah. Right on. That's really cool. Your jurisdiction lucked out way more than Israel. <laughs> Dude, you have to tell me who it is so I know who the hell you're. Oh, going oh, I'll I'll put you. Up. I'll put okay. y'all in touch. Don't don't you even worry. Um, no, seriously, he's an honorary member of our lodge. He's a uh, like salt of the earth guy. Right Bruce, on. did you see this? How did I not know this? Why did he not tell me this? I talk to him all the time. No, I didn't see. Hold on. So our grand representative to John is uh. Is the uh, oh, no the kidding? Professor. Yeah, yeah. What is a, why, why? I <laughs> I don't know, but I will I will make some introductions here on the well. John's on Facebook. I'll I'll do some Facebookery. That means I got to log into Facebook. I think I forgot my password. Um, Jeffro. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a joke because I I don't remember any of my passwords ever. Um, I I've been using password managers for a long time uh maybe we can bring him on the show one show you know i've never actually thought about that i don't know why probably because i think of him as such a great guy that he's he's just too far above what we do here <laughs> well i mean like, like that that is absolutely true and i feel like that most of the time uh, he's doing work in our lodge but that's i wouldn't want to besmirch him um, you know, he's probably going to be grandmaster before too long. And, uh, I wouldn't want to derail him by having him appear here. <laughs> uh, Make one courtesy appearance and all of a sudden gone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, fellas on that note, now that I've been startled by this revelation, uh, I have nothing else to bring before this after lodge table and, uh, the wine is gone. So Thanks, I'm on a scotch. Yeah. Bruce, you out of uh, whatever martini you're drinking behind yeah, that? Actually, I just Black finished that. that. Was it really a martini? Well, I mean, it was it was just the olives. Don't you worry oh. about what they were soaked in. <laughs> Special lady friend doesn't. She just leaves you the olives. Got it. <laughs> that actually fits. Uh, I'm I'm gonna roll with that. Anybody else? <laughs> Wait, what? The olive fits, yes. Bruce. The olive fits. I don't know what that means. This has been episode 230 <laughs> of the After Lodge podcast. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at our newly redone and almost complete website at www.afterlodge.com. Looking better every day. Find us on Facebook or Twitter Press at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org. Pound sign Freemasonry. 
Uh, you can find us on the Freemasonry or better yet, the After Lodge subreddits. You can find our show on uh, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, G Potter, uh, and a bazillion other podcast directories. So find us, leave us some feedback, tell your friends about us, and uh, hopefully next week we will uh, be back with some local sporting equipment and uh, we'll have a good time. Till then, brothers, we'll see you on the other side. Later. Later on. Sorry.